Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome to Hump Day, Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. So much to talk about today. Well, so little time. So little time. Nikki Haley loses to none of the above. Buck is, yeah, rhinos himself. Lakewood's admitting illegal immigrants, no matter what Kyle Clark tries to tell you. But wanted to start off with former law enforcement expert Mark Poff. Um, a ton of news coming out today regarding law enforcement. And Mark, we're going to have to lack have, thereof. We're going to have to have a whole new section or segment because you had so many great ideas but first off let me say hey welcome to the show there you go all right well i hope everything is going well it Good. is going well how, it is going how are things at uh top golf <laughs> actually i've i've only been to top golf once in the last month oh no you know, i can't believe they put a top golf on monument hill Probably not a good thing for the winter time, but I use up <laughs> in the summertime. I go there all the time. <laughs> so we want to talk to you about, um, and we'll get to this in a second. Some of the developments, or lack thereof, I guess, regarding this this brouhaha at the CBI screwing up hundreds and hundreds of DNA, thousands, thousands of cases, putting all kinds of criminal convictions in jeopardy in Colorado. But they won't tell you what. Uh, with Missy, they won't. <laughs> but I have the scoop. All right, so, that in a second. So, I will but... tell you stuff that you will only hear here because <laughs> I talk to my sources. Okay, sources within the organization. All right. Uh, well, let's so, just jump right to that then. Yeah, why wait? Why wait? So to bring folks up to speed, there was the legislature, and, and this is bad if the CBI has already had to go to the legislature to ask for like $7.5 million right. to try to um, unscrew up cases that a now retired 29 year veteran screwed up in terms of DNA. And that's all they said. That's all they said is, well, they're, so, I mean, but they're, well, I'll just ask you, what are your sources telling you about this and what Let does me it guess. mean? She she actually didn't do the full test and just said, oh, yeah, they match. Well, well, here's I, I want to make sure I don't forget some things because I okay. actually I will tell you this at the beginning and then we'll get into specifics. Um, she's not alone. And, oh, they said she was. It's not. a. And I just read the article where they said officials. This is how they, they always are very careful on their words that they choose. Officials believe the issues are isolated to Woods work and not a wider systemic problem with all CBI DNA testing. Well, that's true. If you actually do the DNA testing correctly, there is no systemic issues. <laughs> but um, my understanding is she was cutting corners. And, and I want to give some examples on how I think. Now, I don't know exactly what corner she was getting. I don't know what a DNA analyst does. You know, let, let's say they get blood trace evidence. Then they have a series of steps that they have to go through and then they sign off on something saying, look, I did all these steps. Here's my results. And my understanding is she was skipping some of the stuff to save time. So I want to give an example of something that I was familiar with 
when I worked in law enforcement, with it, which is a breathalyzer. Obviously, if you're a cop and you work the street, you have to you know, take people in for a breathalyzer. And there is a series of steps that you're taught. You're certified. You have to certify every six months to make sure that you understand how it works and everything, that you're not forgetting or whatever. Back when I did a DUI car, I did it every week. So I, I knew how the breath, you know, I was fresh. So one of the examples, you know, and they always talk about how the breathalyzer is, um, oh, what do they, they, they use a special word that you can't fudge the numbers. There's nothing okay. the examiner can do to change the results. Well, that's not completely true. <laughs> uh, so he, here's the, the deal. And I'll give everybody a scoop if you ever get pulled over for a DUI. First, I'll tell you to pick blood over breath because they don't get the results right away. So you have 30 days to get all your things yeah, in together before, yeah. before yeah. they pull your license. Right. But let's say that you're coming to kind of the, the tail end of your drinking event. So the cops pulled you over towards the end and you know you're coming back down from the alcohol. You're not going up. You didn't have like three mixed drinks and get in the car. You had three mixed drinks. An hour later, you get in the car. They have to have it within two hours. So what you do when they take you to the breathalyzer is when you start, they say, look, we have to start this 20-minute observation period. Well, if you burp during that observation period, they have to restart the clock. (laughs) But they tell you, they tell you if you burp the second time, it's a refusal. So if you think you're coming down off the alcohol, wait 19 minutes and then burp. Or if the guy says, okay, the 20 minutes is up, you know, (laughs) sorry, sorry. So now they're supposed this to. This is good information. This is, how, this is, this is good information to know. So I'm trying to relate this to the DNA testing. So maybe there's some part of the testing that you're supposed to put the blood in a centrifuge for, you know, three minutes, five, whatever. There's some process that takes X amount of, of time. If she's cutting those corners, like on a breathalyzer, if I just say, you know what, the hell with the 20 minutes, let's just go. Right. Well, they tell you that if you do, he's going to that, that individual is going to blow over 0.08 because what happens is the breathalyzer gets stuff out of your deep lungs. That's why they make you blow so hard into a breathalyzer. But if it's all up in your your mouth because you just burped, right. from, you know, up, you're bringing all that alcohol up into your mouth. Well, when you blow, you're going to blow right off the limit, even so, though you might not be there. Exactly. So that could change the results. So it sounds like from what I'm reading and what I've been told is that not all the results are going to be wrong. Okay. It's just that skipping, not not following the procedures like she was supposed to, it could change some outcomes and they've already found some that it has. Oh. So, so there, there is, you know, this going on and, and I can tell you, th- okay, this is my opinion. Okay. So hold this against me. Um, <laughs> Our listeners, listen, yeah, this is not over. Um, there's going to be more to this now. See, I I read it also in this article that they asked for three million for additional testing and four point four million for salaries. That's because they're they're doing a full blown investigation. Oh, because CBI is not one location. There are remote sites. There's people doing it at other locations. They're, they have to go out and say, look, is she the only one that didn't follow procedures correctly? No. no God forbid. Oh. And, and what they're going to argue, this is going to be their excuse, because supposedly they're doing a criminal investigation against Missy. Um, 
is they're going to argue, look, you asked so much from me, and I'm trying to keep up with this. You're the director. So she's going to say that it's your fault. You yeah. put, oh, yeah. If, if I were her, yeah. I would start transitioning Transitioning now. I would become transgender because that, I think, <laughs> helps in any kind of situation like this. Um, well, well, okay, exactly. so to clarify, because when you say skip steps, like you said, it matters. Like if she's skipping a step, say, of oh, testing altogether and just going right to the results, that's a big step. But you're you're saying it seems like there are certain procedures where things like timing or whatever can make a difference. And it, it appears that that's where the area was. But I th- you hit what I was t- thinking earlier. I'm like, this, they have not, I mean, the CBI, this is humiliating and horrible to have to admit. Yeah, so exactly. I was saying, by <laughs> the time timing. they go to the legislature and say, we need more money, I was thinking to myself, they have already found cases oh, yeah. that this is screwed right, up. Right, right. It's, it's already hosed up. Um, well, like, and I, they're asking for all this money. And it's not just for Missy. Right. I mean, they've got to they've got to clean their whole house. This kind of happened at some other because not yeah. is a CBI. CBI is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, it, down in Colorado Springs, we had a metro co- crime lab. We did our own testing. You know, so right. we don't need CBI for now that we did it for DNA and stuff like that because it's very specific. But I, I I think around the time I was retiring, we were actually thinking about doing DNA at our metro crime lab because there's more control. But Denver does its own DNA, I believe, yeah. right? But here's the key. If you're a supervisor of a crime lab, usually you're like a lieutenant or maybe even a commander at the office. You're not a DNA person. Yeah. You're an administrator. Right. So if they sat there and said, hey, let me show you what I've done. It's like, hey, it looks good to me. You got a, you got a, a checklist with a whole bunch of checks. Must be good. You know, you right. checked everything. So I, I, I think this is going to blow up. This is just the beginning. Like you said, I mean, why do they need millions of dollars to, to, to just go after Missy? I mean, I, I just don't see it. And they're going to want to go after her criminally to say, look, it's her fault. She broke the law. She did this X, Y, and Z or whatever. She's definitely, she's going to, I can even tell you the end game. She's okay. going to plead guilty to official misconduct, a misdemeanor. Uh, and she's going to say, give me my retirement. See oh, you yeah. uh, well, Double my retirement. I mean, Talk about too, because what's interesting about this. Well, we have a question from. It's more of a statement we have to go by uh, from Leo. Whether this is true, he indicates that you should carry around Everclear and gargle with that as a cop's approach. <laughs> Everclear, if, if you want to blow over whatever, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Everclear, Everclear, Everclear is like the highest alcohol. Right, yeah, that's a, that's used to drink in in college. <laughs> so, I used to love that when I was in college. I went out with this young lady, and she said she wanted to go to a to a store a package store and she wanted everclear and i was like that's Ooh. my kind of girl and here you are here you are divorced and and single oh, yeah, but exactly it, it, yeah that relationship did not work out <laughs> so here's few trips to betty ford and you called it a game Here's the thing on this, too, though. This is the millions of dollars that they have to do to redo the testing and investigate. But if I'm a defense attorney and and talk about this, as as you and I talked about this before, if it's a DNA case, number one, it's probably a pretty serious case. But number two, jaywalking, they usually don't take DNA. The question then, or at least if you're a defense attorney, thousands of of criminal cases that could be overturned. Who knows? I mean, what? It doesn't matter. I mean, for the lawyers, it's yeah. just another cash cow 
that's coming down because most of these people, let's say they've been convicted of a homicide or I mean, this has got to be a serious case. Right. They're in prison. So they don't have typically they don't have money anymore, even if they did back then. And very few people, you know, I've been doing this for um, almost 10 years since I retired. Rich people don't kill people. It, I mean, they do, but not. They get away with it. <laughs> but they get away with it. Yeah. yeah. So you're typically talking about lower income people that, you know, so who's paying for their defenses? So you've got an old attorney. We are through taxpayer. And you're actually paying for me as an expert for the defense as well, (laughs) ultimately. But so these defense attorneys, if they really knew, like the first thing I'd have done, if I was an attorney up in Denver that had a whole bunch of these type of cases, uh, I'd go in to my paralegal on day one, as soon as I heard this. And I would say, go back and research every case we had that involved DNA Yeah, and give me a list and then go back and then start filing every, boom, boom, find boom. out, I want to know, did Missy do it? And, right. and here's the thing, even if it's not Miss um, Woods, you can say, well, C- CBI has an issue. We need to test it all. Exactly. You know, exactly. Maybe, and I don't know if we should call Saul, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, there's this, this instance is going to get blown up. And I've told you my little part, I don't do DNA. John St. Augustine, my partner is way into DNA and I'm sure he'll get called into some of these cases. And he has an expert that he works with for DNA and stuff. And I will tell you, there's some tricks to DNA. We'll, we'll talk about that another day sometime, maybe when John's on DNA, they, they law enforcement has ways of kind of tricking that up. And we'll explain that at another time. <laughs> it's not as legit. I don't know, I can't say legit. DNA is very legit until you get humans involved. And right, that's right. Just like anything else, good intentions, you know. But um I have this little part. I'm an expert in cellular technology. And right now I'm supposed to go down to Tucson to testify at the end of the month or first of March, uh, basically because the government is using a software package that's just wrong. It's not based in science. And some of the- What does that matter? Neither neither were hair samples for a while. I mean, (laughs) what the hell does that matter? Some judge says it. I'm fighting so much for this. And it's like, I feel like John the Baptist who did not not have a good ending. (laughs) Um, Minus your head. Yeah. I wanted up in Fort Collins on a case, Colorado v. Jones, and the judge called it junk science and threw it out. Yay. Other judges, I will tell you, don't spend the t- It's like asking someone, do you understand how diesel engines work? Well, no, I don't have a clue. Yeah, right. Right. But if the prosecutor tells me it's good, we're letting it in. And uh-huh. so we're going to be fighting down there on something that they're trying to show because they've got no other evidence, very little evidence in this homicide. But they basically said, look, we think that this cell tower could have gone this far. And, and they draw this big image showing what they call coverage area. And it's like, you can't do that. You have no clue back in 2012 or whenever this was, you have no idea, you know, the coverage of this tower. And and they're doing it everywhere and here in Colorado. But I will tell you, since we got this case up in Fort Collins, multiple agencies are starting to back away from using the, and I, I actually read in a transcript where an expert from a DA's office said it's junk science. So wow. even some people on the prosecution side are starting to realize that this software called Tracks, I'll call it by name, my opinion, is, is not based in science. So well, what, what do they care? Well, I mean, but they go. 
Yeah. Yeah. As long as they get a kid. But those are kind of what we were talking. I've never seen a DA go, this is not trustworthy. <laughs> if it helps them, they use it. But what but what happens if five years from now, finally, right. the Colorado Supreme Court says it's junk science? And then everybody's going to jump out just like this DNA. And they're going to say, well, hey, was my case resolved because they used tracks? Okay, maybe. maybe I can see that. I can see yeah, that. That's millions of dollars. It'll help me. I'll get to come in and testify. Yeah, it's junk science. <laughs> you'll, be doing a sh- you'll be doing the show from your private jet next yeah. time. You know. <laughs> well, let me switch over because there's so much to talk about there. Well, and, and, well one of these other things, when, when we have um, uh, your partner come on to explain the DNA, um, maybe at the same time, explain how cops cheat on, on field tests for are you sober or not. Because I've become an expert on that, how they cheat. Are you talking about the actual SSFTs? SSFTs. No, I'm talking about standardized the... roadside. Yes, yes, SSFTs. There's three. I probably said the initials wrong. It's been a while. I used to do that, but not cheat, not cheat. Oh, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but, but here's the problem. It is subjective. All of it is subjective. Yeah. Well, but they also cheat. Forget the subjective part. They cheat. Uh, you know, one of the good ones is they say, okay, Stand on on one leg um, for the and next then, two hours. No. Yeah. yeah, and you look at them, and they kind of look away. Da, da, da. So you think it's fine, or they kind of shake their head, and you put your down. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> well, oh, see, I never even would have thought of that. <laughs> but, you have had way more DUI arrests. <laughs> but, but actually, I can tell you ways to get around, not to help you, because the real trick is called um, alternate distraction or distraction tech. All of those tests. Yeah. Are to get you thinking about one thing, and then, I mean, a a person in good shape. I I would hate to have to go through roadsides right now, and I know how to cheat to to my advantage. Yeah. There's ways on that one leg stand. I know how to do that because the cop is supposed to show it to you. Right. So when they teach the cops. They teach you how to do it to help you because what happens if you start to do it and your foot goes down? Well, I know. Right, yeah, grab yeah. the cops strong. <laughs> Say know? to me right now, stand on one foot. I bet you know, I haven't had anything to drink well, yet. Well, I, I, and my wrongful arrest for a DUI, which a jury absolved me in in twenty minutes. Um, they, uh, you know, they gave him the roadside sobriety and they said no, he failed. And so we brought our expert in. And they saying. They're saying, you know, how many hip operations? I said four, and your knee and everything else. And how much do you weigh? Close to 300 pounds. And how old are you? You know, you're in your late 60s and everything else. And she testified, said, yeah, if he was 19. <laughs> he says, I've gone over this based on his physical infirmments and everything else. And he's totally sober. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, the prosecutor, I want to strike that. You know, they go, oh, shut up, you lose. Um, but it was amazing to watch how they do it. Let me switch gears. But, up, but I, we will get your tips on how to cheat on a roadside. Well, we'll have to do that another day. It's Friday. There's, there's Friday. There. We'll take a few, we'll have a few drinks on Friday, Friday, and, and everybody can try out their own roadside sobriety test. <laughs> yeah. Let me switch. I want to switch gears because I wanted to talk to you because there are just so many. I, I was teasing this thing. There are so many things wrong with this. Mark Poff doesn't even know where to start. But this, this oh. illegal immigrants beating up the cop in New York. Before we get to your opinion on that, I want to play two videos. If people haven't followed this, that well, the video speaks for itself. So let me play that. And so first, Thomas, could we play the NYPD attack? This is getting butchered. Just the other day. These are illegal immigrants, I think from Venezuela, attacking some New York police these officers. Are, these are very good young men yeah. trying uh, to yeah. make a living in America. Good. <laughs> Please play the NYPD attack video. 
And now it's silent. So for people who are listening, so you have two cops trying to wrestle a guy down, and then there's a group of five, guys, or five six guys kicking the cops, <laughs> trying to interfere with the cops. Then they come up, and now they're hitting the cops, trying to pull their friend away. Now the cops are on the ground, and they're, they're kicking the cops. They've got the cops stopped on the pinned down. Oh, that was a good kick. I mean, these are wow. just... Street justice, El Salvador okay, style. So- Happens before you get to comment. Before they, um, what happens is they get some of them get arrested, some, and and uh, and then what they do is they immediately in New York City release them with no bail. Oh. And this was their reaction, and this is what they're saying to Americans as they're walking out of the jail with no bail after attacking a police officer. If you could please play the released video. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, <laughs> illegal immigrants. They're flipping people off. Officers, those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no one. They're just laughing and smirking and flipping people off. Seeing, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without. Look at that laughing. And here's why they're laughing, because then after that, they fled. They just left. They just left. So, Mark, go, take it away. This whole thing, from beginning to end, is wrong. This is what is wrong in our nation. This is all caused by the defund police movement from BLM back when they were rioting, and nothing happened to them. Nothing. January 6th, you had a bunch of people who made a mistake and trespassed into the Capitol, and they came after them like a fury, right. created a little bit of damage in the Capitol versus BLM that created billions of damage and nothing happened. So this is the whole system from beginning to end. So let me start at the right at the beginning. So amazingly, you have two New York cops walking the beat. OK, one's a lieutenant. I, I don't know what what's up with that. So in New York, you don't have any cop walking alone. Well, I should tell you something right there. I went on patrol. I was alone all the time. Yeah. York, I don't think, in fact, I think they recently announced they're all two partners. I mean, there's always two in every car, two everywhere. Why is that? Because crime is through the roof. But think about you had individuals, and I found this when I worked in the jail, which is really tricky situation, is when you went into a ward for one person, one guy in a ward. You'd go in there and say, Mr. Jones, I need you to step out of the ward. Well, they know something bad happened. <laughs> but you'll see the rest of the, you know, or if you if you walk in, Mr. Jones, you and I, all the other inmates will back away. They're like, hey, let's watch the show. You know, <laughs> it'll be one-on-one. I never in the jail fought more than one-on-one. Other mm. than when the other cops got there, then it was more than one-on-one. <laughs> but I, I never had another male inmate come after me in the female wards is quite the opposite the women will just gang up on you so you got to watch it in a woman's ward a whole different scenario how about a tranny how about a tranny? <laughs> well who knows what's going to half of them will attack you but, yeah. so why did they feel so embraced they're there illegally now here's the beginning of the root of the evil is that new york city will not work with ice if right. they knew that they touched that cop and they got arrested and they went downtown. It was not going to be a cashless bail. They're going back to Mexico or right. they're going back to Venezuela or El Salvador and they're screwed. So they right. would never, they'd say, oh, 
that guy's going back to wherever. And they all would have fled. They all would have ran from the cops because they didn't want when the buddies showed up that maybe they would get caught up in this and they'd end up back in El Salvador or whatever. So they would have run. But they felt brazen enough to go in there and kick ass and take names with those cops. First issue. So then I have issues with the cops, which again is the system. Right. Cops have guns, a lot of (laughs) ammo. They have nightsticks. They have pepper spray. They have tasers. Did you see either one of them ever reach for even a nightstick? Why is that? Why did they feel that, you know what, we better just take this ass beating yeah. because we want to stay employed. Right. If I pull a nightstick out, I'm done. I'm going to have Joe Biden on the nightly news saying, well, you're whipping migrants. You're whipping migrants with your That's right. That's right. I don't That's know any right. of the facts, but for God's sakes, we need to do something. And this whole narrative would have been all about two cops beating the crap out of right. 30 people. And, and they would have been criminally charged and indicted and they oh. would be in jail. And they yeah. wouldn't have gotten ca- cashless in the, bail. In the old, and they would definitely not have gotten cashless bail. In the old days, those cops would have pulled their guns out and they would have all, everybody would have took off. Right. That wouldn't work today. If you yeah. pull a gun out now, if a cop, you know, getting attacked by 10, 15 people decides, you know what, I'm at risk here. I'm going to pull my gun out to defend myself. They would have, they wouldn't have done, they would have kept going because right. if you shot one of them, mm. payday, payday. If yeah. I have to get killed, my family will make millions. Mm-hmm. So right now, because of how this played out was so embarrassing to New York. Now you have them all backtracking. You have Hochul or whatever the governor is. She's like, oh, no one should ever touch a cop. I got news for you, you <laughs> dumbass. The reason they're touching cops is because of your laws and right. what you're doing. You are the cop. It's not, I mean, I don't want to say they're not to blame. They are. But why did they feel so embraced to do this? Because all these liberal politicians from the New York mayor and to the DA's office, getting them out with cashless bail. One of the major concerns why you don't let people out on cashless bails, if they don't have an establishment in the community, there's no one who has loss of an established to the community (laughs) and someone who's illegally in this country. They should be immediately, if you're not going to prosecute, give them to ICE and give them a free ride back to wherever and get them the hell out of this country. But they know they can do that. That's why they're flipping people off and they're laughing. They get on the. Why is it? that New York City has a free bus to L.A. So all of the liberal politicians are turning against each other, but nobody's talking about it. Right, I mean, they right. have money. So they get, I mean, that's an expensive bus ride across the whole U.S. There's probably some free illegal migrant bus system going on right now <laughs> where they can just say, you know what, we'll go to L.A. Right. Where we get free health care. Well, we stuff. had somebody on was talking about how the L.A. cops um, had have have a whole... A greyhound thing, and, and somebody says, "Hey, this uh, this guy was living in in L.A. on the streets." Uh, and he said, "I want to go see ski country." So go see that cop. And they go, "What do you mean go see? It? Go see the cop." I said, "Well, I want to go back to Colorado." You wrote out this chip. There it goes right to Colorado. And, and see, that's the whole system. That's we, we are so failing. Yes, this system, and and people are going to get hurt. And I said this, I think six yes. eight a year ago. That because of these policies, cops are going to get hurt. So here you had two cops that were willing to take their ass beating because they knew that's what they had to do to stay right. employed. In the old days, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> got, that's a perfect scenario for pepper spray. Perfect. I wonder if they even had pepper spray. 
And it's funny because well, like you know, said, if they bring it out, I mean, then they're going to end up charged, right? Because like you said, they're pepper spraying the illegal immigrant. I mean, and, and yeah, it would it, be you're a racist. Right. You're, well, you're and here's the thing. Well, you're, you're referring to the fact that the and a quip that, you know, whipping the, the ones. But, but you know, these guys are... riding a horse. And because the angle of it, where they were using the reins to control the horse, you know, it looked like they might be hitting people. And then if you look at the other that angle, you see not... them it didn't matter. It no. didn't the matter. They weren't matter. whipping people. No. It, they still got disciplined. Well, and here's the thing. How long, number one, why would anyone in their right mind really want to be a cop right now? Which <laughs> which is going to be bad, which is why I think that fuels into why we have mistakes being made like at the seat. I mean, at a certain point, things have to start giving. And secondly, if I'm a cop, I mean, I just have like it's so much paperwork to fill out at the state. I mean, uh, why would you even get out of your car? Why would you even walk out There's of the no door? Incentive at all to to take a proactive. I, you know, I used to say this years ago, even before all this. For every maneuver you do as a cop. For the one thing that can go right, there's 99 that can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you do not have the right to risk other people to go after someone. As an example, you see a speeder, you know, so you try to flip around. I'll, I'll never forget one time I was trying to get someplace really quick, and I decided for this short period of time, I'm going to go down the street the wrong side. Oh. It did not go well. <laughs> I, I learned i got out of it okay as soon as i got out of it and i was like i will never do that again you, you know i saw that on tv somewhere yeah. you know so i thought i'd give it a try one time but it, it's there's no incentive for law enforcement to do the right thing and there is a time for a cop to pull their gun and pull the trigger and right now you have cops that are hesitating and they're taking an ass beating when they don't have to I mean, why do you give them all le- less than lethal items if they won't even pull them out because they know their their careers will be impacted? Just right. take the ass beating and then we'll just, you know, hopefully we'll survive and my family will still make money. And, and then, but they're all backpedaling now. It makes them all look like fools and idiots right now. Right. But, but still, hey, not to New Yorkers, they don't. I, yeah, mean, no. I mean, you know, to the Fox News watchers, perhaps, but New York are going. Okay, well. Well, some are. Hey, listen, Mark, we have to do that. Yeah. We got, we're going to have to have you back to explain yep. all the DA and, and on a party Friday to explain how to get yeah, out. Yeah, we all think, and then we take a sobriety <laughs> test with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll have you fill in really soon here, okay? Thank you for your time. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Now we have, and I don't know, I've, I've seen some people joining. I, oh, I see her. There, there she is. <laughs> we see her. We, we've got her. <laughs> Lauren Bowman. So as everyone knows, tomorrow, big arguments in the Trump, um, the stupid rhino Republicans in Colorado filed to keep Trump off the ballot. Tomorrow is the Supreme Court um, hearing on that. Um, The Colorado GOP has lawyers. Trump people have lawyers. uh, Jenna Griswold has lawyers. But one of the organizations also that has filed an amicus brief on support of keeping Trump on the ballot is the um, Public Interest Legal Foundation. And we have the director of communications, Lauren Bowman. So, Lauren, hey, thank you for your time. Appreciate your time here today. Thanks for having me on to talk about such an important issue. Yeah. Do you get to go to the hearing? Um, normally I would, but unfortunately I'm going to be traveling for work, so I won't be in DC tomorrow. <laughs> well, well we, we know uh, people who are uh, part of it and getting a ticket is very hard. I mean, you've and got like a, Supreme, a you, Super Bowl. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you got to 
sometimes you have to pay somebody to wait in line all day for you. Um, and they're going, wait a minute, I'm a plaintiff here. <laughs> nope, nope, you don't get to come in unless you know somebody. And luckily he knew. You're talking um, about Dave Williams. Yeah, luckily he knew Harmy Dillon and said, ah, I got a couple of <laughs> Well, luckily they put it online after. So people who aren't in D.C. or couldn't get in um, can still listen and hear the argument for themselves. Not the and, same, um, not the same. Yeah, it's not, not the, the same, same. but. At least you're still able to hear it and kind of make your own conclusions from how you think it's going to go. Because as we know, the court doesn't just instantly decide these on the day they hear the arguments. No, no and while you do that, I'll get to having you kind of fill in what you guys are going to do. But just since you mentioned that, it starts, I think, at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, Colorado time, Denver time, going to be 80 minutes. And it is live stream. So if you just search up, as Rev says, well, you know, how to, radio listen, stream. Like, yeah, well, how to listen, you can listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you, you'll be able to listen to it. So you guys had, I mean, everybody's got their own little bit but how much time do you all have and explain Zippo. well Zippo. but explain your amicus brief and how that all plays amicus. in Zippo. yes so we filed an amicus brief which is amicus. a, a friend of the court um and so what we our brief argues is that the 14th amendment section three which is what colorado's using to remove president trump from the ballot it's actually been repealed it's the only part of the Constitution that when it was passed in Section 3, it says, and Congress can repeal this at any time. Well, mm-hmm. breaking news, they repealed it in 1898 because they needed some former Confederate officers to be the in the Spanish military American to War. help fight the Spanish-American War. Yeah. And um, so we argue that in there. That's one of our main points. But we go on and say, look, even if you don't agree with us or you don't buy this 14th Amendment, Section 3 was repealed. Guess what? It still doesn't apply to President Trump because he's never been convicted of insurrection. In fact, he's been acquitted of it by the United States Senate. And only the U.S. Constitution can set qualifications for being president. States cannot add additional qualifications. Um, so that's what our brief argues um, before the United States Supreme Court. Do you know Eric Mitchell? I do not. Okay. Um, well, he ain't going to be arguing that. Uh, oh no, he's okay. He's a Colorado. He's no, a, he's not a Colorado. Republican he is, Party. No. Okay. He is Trump's lawyer. Okay. And he wants to argue um, that uh, there wasn't an insurrection, which is the toughest, hardest, worst one to argue about because you know yours. You just go look; it's, it's repealed, or you or you say only Congress can enforce this, or many others. But to spend your time arguing there was not an insurrection. Is, Which may is, be true, but that puts it. So, so it's interesting. And as you know, since you've gone to Supreme Court hearings and so forth, you know, you you only get five minutes if you're lucky before they start peppering you with questions and, and hounding down on you. But but he wants to argue the insurrection one, which, boy, that's got to be a dumb move. But anyway. <laughs> we won't make you comment on that. Let me ask you this, because I know you guys get involved in all kinds of things. It's likely now that the Supreme Court, well, I know it's going to go to the Supreme Court in terms of the whole presidential immunity. Are you guys weighing, I mean, everything is going up to the Supreme Court on this. Are you guys weighing? Hey, they don't have to take cert. I, but I mean, I mean, are you guys weighing in on any of the other issues too, or right now just focusing on this one? Right now, we've been focusing on this one just because we believe it's the biggest threat to our election system. Because if you can't vote for the candidate of your choice that you want to vote for because your radical courts and radical bureaucrats are taking him off the ballot, we just view that as so dangerous to our foundational republic that we have to be like right on this one and make sure it doesn't happen because 
um, they are not smart enough, I guess, to realize that this is a slippery slope. Um, what's to stop red states from removing Biden from the ballot? And then our election system becomes a total sham decided by courts and bureaucrats and not by the American voters. Right. Well, that would be great by them. <laughs> yeah, you think they object to that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's unfortunately, that's like kind of where they're moving towards. It's yes. these um, like Soviet style tactics where they yeah. just make, try to make the elections a sham. And we're saying the American voters aren't going to stand for that. Um, and this, do they get to vote? Do they get to vote these days? Yeah, no. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, Lauren, do you, could you, I mean, I know, you know, you, I'm not sure how long you've been involved with the Public Interest Legal Foundation, but you guys do a lot of work. But in your wildest dreams, would you guys have imagined that you would have some people saying, oh, just, we just can't have Trump on the ballot? We're just going it, to. It'll hurt our democracy. It'll hurt our. I mean, to me, that's just that we aren't even going to let people or vote. Orwellian. On it. Orwellian. Right. I think it um, just shows you how afraid they are that the American people are going to elect Donald Trump again and how they just have this derangement syndrome when it comes to him where they just can't allow that and they'll do whatever it takes. They don't care what it is to get him removed. And it's alarming and it's bad for the country. It's destabilizing. It makes people feel that the system is rigged when they can't vote for the candidate that they want to. Right. So they've got to stop this. We've got to put a stop to it. And I'm so glad that the Supreme Court is going to weigh in and, I believe, protect this foundational basic principle in America. And let me ask you about that. Again, we're all reading the tea leaves here, but you know, it seems to me that the Supreme Court, if they weren't going to do something, they would have just not taken it. They would have let Jenny Griswold. No, no. no. Okay, Chuck's a lawyer, but well, yeah, it takes four people. Well, yes, to grant cert. That's not a majority, Um, as we know, Roberts and and. But it's unlikely to be a nine-zero. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, it could be a nine-zero. I mean, they will work hard. This is one of the few cases, kind of like Brown versus Board of Education. Well, the, they'll go back to their thing and you know, for for the country, it's much better than we split on this. That we agree on one case. We you know, and they're not going to agree there wasn't an insurrection. They could agree that 1898 repealed it and so forth, which is why it's a much better thing to argue uh, those ones. It, it could be consensus among the nine. It is not good if they have a split decision. Um, it's not going to be good if they have it. You know, five, four, six, three. Um, and their own credibility is hurt by it. But whether they can still, you know, they used to talk a lot. Now, these days, you know, everybody has 25 clerks and they all go back to their swing, their, their you know, their their clerk wing uh, and just sit there. Um, so, but but uh, this is one which really hope they could come to a 9-0 based on whatever it is. Whatever they want to decide. Yeah. Right now, I mean, we saw what happened um, with the decision Dobbs that overturned Roe v. Wade, how clerks were leaking it to the the press. Unfortunately, right. we have seen some of that institution start to erode. But yeah. I believe um, we we were talking here at the Public Interest Legal Foundation. What do we think this decision is going to be? Is it going to be 9-0? Well, you know, it's hard to predict, but we think it's going to be at least 7-2 that we're going to be able to get at least seven judges because this is so it's such a basic American tradition. And the court recognizes the slippery slope that this is going down, and they don't want to be involved in answering a political question like who should be the president. They acknowledge that those political questions have to be decided by the American people, not courts. What do you guys think, or do you have any sense of in terms of, I mean, because there's some deadlines in terms of ballots going out and things like that. Any sense on how long, you know, if it's already been fast-tracked, how long it'll be for a decision? Yeah, we, I mean, this is just a guess. Obviously, the court hasn't, doesn't have it publicized when they'll release their decision, but we're hoping that it will be either the end of the month or beginning of March. 
um, is when we're yeah, hoping. I, I predict I predicted three weeks. Yeah, so that gives you enough time to circulate it, and and God hope you don't have the sense and stuff. But yeah, three weeks I think, which would be the end of February or the beginning of March. Yeah, right. And it takes them a long time to you know do all the research and get to those agreements to write these opinions. Um, and and like we're saying, I think I think Robert's probably behind the scenes will be trying to get as many judges as he can on this for a a big opinion um, to have this issue settled and a united front. Um, and I, I think he's going to be able to do it. I, I really do, just because. I mean, even radical uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson in Michigan, even she said, I, I can't remove him, Trump from the ballot. So there, I mean, there are even some radical leftists that have acknowledged, like, as much as I hate him, I can't do this. Unfortunately, right. Colorado is not one of those. But um, I, I think there's going to be an agreement here. <laughs> well, I mean, just a couple of final questions. I mean, it is- well, how would you like to have have the highest court of your state be? The Colorado Supreme Court justices that five of them thought, yeah, we can throw them off. No problem. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, so next time you go up to the Colorado Supreme Court and you're arguing a case, you know, what's your feeling that, oh, I'll get a fair hearing here. There's no problem. Right. You know, some states like Colorado, Pennsylvania is another one. Their state courts are are very radical and they make horrible decisions that are just like, don't follow the rule of law. Or, and, you know, they end up going to the Supreme Court getting overruled. You have to wonder at a certain point, like, do these justices get have to save face and stop making some of these horrible decisions? Do they get embarrassed to constantly be getting overruled, especially if this is going to come back 9-0? Can you imagine how those five... Um, yeah, justices are going to be feeling on the Colorado Supreme Court about it. They'll so, feel fine because they'll get their cocktail party. Because and- all the ones that voted to throw Trump off there are Ivy League ones. They went to Yale. They went to the Harvard. And the ones that didn't want to throw them off because there are no Republicans on it were ones that went to local schools in Colorado, DU or CU. So the the Ivy League guys will be great. Oh, hey, we yeah. did it. They're, you know, that bigoted court overthrew us, but everybody loves us. Everybody loves us. That's a great point. So uh, the foundation's president, Jay Christian Adams, he wrote an op-ed series with Hans von Spakovsky at Heritage that dives into the top 10 law schools in America. And each op-ed exposed a different school. And it's how they don't teach law anymore. What they teach is like social justice. They teach a course on how to make a revolution happen. I mean, that's what these people are learning in these law schools. They're not learning the law about contracts, about Things like that. No, what they're learning is how to create a resolute uh, revolution, how to be a Marxist, uh, how to, there was a class on graffiti at the Chicago University of Law. I mean, <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous. Um, and eventually, I think those institutions, I mean, we saw the Harvard uh, president. Right. I mean, they're they're starting to face some backlash from that. Um, that mm-hmm. the pendulum swinging back, I think, at them a little bit. We hope, we hope. Well, listen, Lauren, we're gonna let you go, but before I do, because I I understand. I mean, you know, you guys, um, you know, just don't like take money off of trees so much. But how can people find out more about the stuff? Because you have a good tribute. Yeah, because I think it is so important to have. I mean, this is a great argument that you guys have tossed up, and we in Colorado appreciate yes, you stepping do. up on our behalf to try to fight for us. Yes, you do. Thank you. Um, you guys can go to publicinterestlegal.org. Um, we are a nonprofit 501c3 charity. We're totally fo- funded by donations um, and even a little bit helps. Um, and thank you guys for having me on to talk about this. Well, all thanks right. Thanks well, for thank coming you. on. We, we appreciate just, it. Yeah, we, hopefully we'll be all talking about good news here in a few weeks. Thank you, Lauren. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Thank you. Lauren Bowman there. Yeah, it'll be she's very nice. Yeah. And she was she's very good. People loved her. Lauren, if you're still there, they love you. <laughs> um, they say good guest. Um, so again, you can um it starts, I think, and I think the Supreme Court is probably timely, aren't they? Yes. Okay, so eight o'clock, as I understand it, tomorrow morning, Denver time, um, 80 minutes. So you don't want to be too late. Um, and just if you search up how to listen to the Trump SCOTUS arguments. And I'm not sure if it's a video feed. My guess is it's just audio. I'm not really sure. No, I am sure. It's, a, it's just audio. Just audio. Okay. Well, and here's what makes it worse. And this is kind of fun. But one of the reasons it'd be, I mean, can you imagine if they don't let Trump be on the ballot? We would be stuck with Nikki Haley, who in Las Vegas lost to none of the above, right? But you're the poll person. I mean, by what, 70%? 70, yeah, 70, 30, yeah. 70, 30. So in, in Las Vegas, they have a tricky system where they have like a primary that people can vote in, but but they don't award any delegates to that. And then they have the caucus where people yeah. select. Well, the that wasn't too different in Colorado before. Yeah. They take, you know, straw polls, but, but it's a little, little weird in that in that you you can't be in both. You, if you get either as a as candidate, the, as a candidate, it uh, keeps banging. <laughs> um, you, you, you can either go one or the other. Um, and so, you know, and the caucuses are going to be for Trump. So Nikki decided to go with the primary the primary, but you know, she said, well, I didn't put any money into it. Well, okay. But, but she still, still lost. She still... still lost. I mean, to me, it's, I mean, Mike Pence, I mean, who was, I think Mike Pence was on there yeah, and yeah. somebody else who's not Tim Scott, maybe who's yeah, not yeah, well, running. Too... And then they also had the choice to vote for none of the above. And if you're Nikki Haley's campaign, I mean, you would think that the only people who would bother to vote in that, that, that primary for would be Nikki Haley. supporters wanting to give her a victory so she could claim right. some sort of moral victory. Instead, she can't even do that. She lost overwhelmingly to none of the above. Now, I'm assuming that some of the Trump people, you know, made a point to vote to kind of do that. But I mean, she can't, even when she's not running against anyone, she loses, right? It's she's like, awful. do they have them? Just awful. I, you know, I don't We know. have a couple of good acquaintances at a club we belong to or big Nikki Haley supporters, though I haven't seen them for a while. When I see them, I go, Nikki Haley! <laughs> no. So I don't know. I mean, what she does after South Carolina, there's a part of me that I think, I kind of think as long as they keep giving her money, she won't drop out because and she's just going to hope that something happens. Like maybe the Supreme Court lets tr- keeps Trump well, off the ballot. Well, she'll go Super Tuesday, which will get her some delegates. So there'll be delegates to the convention to blow up and stuff. So she'll, right. she'll stay through Super Tuesday. And then graciously... <laughs> Decide that she will step the, out. Switch and become a Democrat. No, no. She, she, she's she'll, gonna she's Buck. Gonna, she and Ken Buck are going to co-anchor the new CNN morning show because they got rid of the old one. She's no. going to find some, a new lover. Oh, um, well, she already a, a board that. A board to be on. Um, speaking of South Carolina, so big news, um, kind of, sort of. Ronna McDaniel, it was all these rumors are floating around yesterday. That, that is she's, big news. That, that she, well, she is saying, no, 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 it's not true. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she's saying it's not true. Um, it's that, no. um, well, there's a caveat there, that, that Ronna McDaniel is going to step down as head of the uh, RNC because everyone hates her and all she does is spend money. And, um, and, and, and it was saying she was going to step down. Well, she is now saying that no decision is going to be made until um, South Carolina. So so everyone just calm down here. Now, Charlie Kirk was tweeting, no, she's still going to step down. But his sources tell him that this started happening faster than the RNC expected. And they're trying to regain control of the situation to see who's going to replace her. Somebody else was tweeting, no, they're trying to spend all the money that's left over on flowers, <laughs> on flowers and, and things consultants. like that. But they're, and consultants. We're, going to, we're going to spend every last freaking dime of you stupid Republicans <laughs> before we leave. So, uh, you know, that'll be interesting. 
interesting to see who they the KBB approach. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, that's what she's calling KBB. Now, how did you give yourself bonuses? Did you guys give all yourself bonuses before we stepped down? Somebody was saying McCarthy. Why would you want to get rid of Ronna McDaniel and put in Kevin McCarthy? Nobody's going to have. Nobody's bringing Kevin McCarthy, and that's bullshit. There's a there are a couple guys. There's one guy I forget who they all think is good, or uh, but it's not Kevin McCarthy. No, it's not. Um. Let's see. We got. Oh, we have so many comments, guys. Haley will just go. This is from Leo. Um, oh, from Jacob. Haley will claim victory, which RNC director did the Colorado delegates vote for. Um, I don't. I know only. So uh, I know Randy, Randy. Randy voted for Harmy Dillon. Har- Har- Harmy Dillon and, and Vera Ortegon voted for um, for Rana. Rana. Exactly. Um, from this is from Leo. Haley will go back to being on the board of Boeing. She's in charge of bolts on the doors. That's right. <laughs> she needs a little update on that too. And then Charlene, good point, Julie. If none of the above vote was actually the Trump vote, well, Haley's um, going to bring back that that Cadillac she has that she has so much fun with. Um. Oh. Okay, maybe. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Obscure reference. How many people out there got it? That's theoretically had an affair, or was yeah had an affair with somebody in, in, in the a, back of her in Cadillac. The, and that's going to Laura Loomer, who does not like. You can Nikki believe. Haley. You can believe Laura. But Loomer. I got to think, though, if you're Nikki Haley, that's got to be humiliating. I know they didn't spend a lot of time or money there, but I I got to figure she at least was assuming she could win that, and then they because why even be in it, right? And she's embarrassing herself. I mean, she came out. In favor of the border bill. Oh yeah, Nikki. Yeah. You and you and uh, Markowski uh, and and uh, Romney uh, and Collins. I mean, right. good oh, yeah. job. That's right. Good job. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if she wanted to point out herself as a screaming rhino, she couldn't have done more. That's right. Um, Koch brothers can't pull off a victory with Nikki. I think that's true. Well, yeah, that's why they all like the border bill. Well, let me let's talk a second about the. Let Koch me get about a, a minute. Well, I need a half Okay. Um, the, the Koch brothers, and you can it's read a it. Brother every, anymore? Yeah, right? it's a Koch brother, only one left. But they always, they always say she has this incredible grassroots organization, and they're they have no grassroots. They pay people twenty bucks an hour and yeah. stuff. But like in Colorado, there are no uh, Americans for Prosperity. They ain't paying. I mean, it's a joke. Yeah, and they're gra- over to Advance Colorado. Yeah, I mean, there, 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 there is no such thing. As as Americans for Prosperity members, other than people who are paid, I mean, they're, it's just so funny to watch the left go. Oh, that Koch brothers network, Koch brother, uh, <laughs> is so powerful. It's just they're so knocking funny. on doors. Yeah, they're paid volunteers. <laughs> paid volunteer. That's an oxymoron. I'm a paid volunteer. Yeah, they go. That's a good point. Um, that is going to wrap it up for us today. On Friday, we're going to be um, talking about the situation going on in Lakewood, where Lakewood residents were upset because it was sounding as if the city of Lakewood was going to actually say to Denver, well, was saying to Denver, hey, we'll take all of your illegal immigrants that you can't handle, the thousands of them. Now, Kyle Clark assures us this was not Thank true. Thank God for Kyle Clark. And yeah. Lakewood, you can believe him. Lakewood City Council says, no, no, that's misinformation. But is it? Um, there's a big meeting standing with something like Jimmy Sandwich is actually a good article on it, which is shocking. Right. And and some 350 people showed up at a meeting yesterday because the meeting on Monday is when the city council will be voting on this. Um, we'll have to see if they care what citizens think or not. I don't know. I'm going to go with no. Uh, but anyway, we'll be talking about that as well. And I found you guys this really funny soundbite. The conservative mama interprets Joe Biden's speeches. <laughs> For all of you who are like, what is he saying? All right, everybody. We'll look forward to seeing you on Friday, Friday. Bye-bye.